0: The Holy Gospel is found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 3. This will serve as the basis for our meditation this evening. And Jesus came from Galilee to be baptized by John at the Jordan. But John tried to stop him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, because it is proper for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John let him. After Jesus was baptized, he immediately went up out of the water, Suddenly, the heavens were opened for him. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and landing on him, and a voice out of the heavens said, This is my Son, whom I love. I am well pleased with him. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why is he here? Sometimes, there are certain people you don't expect to see in certain situations. You don't expect to see a circus clown doing his act during a funeral, unless it's a really unusual funeral. You don't expect to see, uh, you typically don't expect to see your ex at your wedding. You don't expect to see the President of the United States at a child's birthday party. You don't expect to see a, an NBA player like LeBron James or Giannis or, or Steph Curry, one of these great basketball players, expect to see them at one of our King of Kings basketball games. You don't expect to see a kindergartner lining up behind center for your favorite NFL or, or college football team. There are just certain things, certain people we don't expect to see in certain situations. You know, you don't expect to see Mickey Mouse heading over to Hogwarts over at Universal or, or Harry Potter heading over to Galaxy's Edge at Disney. You have certain expectations for what you expect to see in certain situations. But sometimes, sometimes those expectations get turned on their heads. Sometimes you see someone in a certain situation and it makes you wonder, why are they here? Perhaps similar questions came to mind as you heard Matthew 3. What we find in this reading might make you wonder too and ask that same question because what we find defies expectation. Jesus is stepping beneath baptismal waters. Why is he here? What's he doing here? Why would Jesus need to be baptized? Now, to answer that question, we need to ask a couple of other questions and get a couple other answers. Well, as promised last week, we have now jumped ahead about 30 years to Jesus is now an adult. We left him when he was around two years old. Last week, this week, he's about 30 years old. He's an adult. And, and that age of 30 was kind of a mark in the Jewish culture that that's when a man's life really gets started. You'd go out on your own. You'd start your own business. You'd start a family. Rabbis didn't start doing their, doing their work of teaching until they were 30 years old because people didn't think you had enough life experience at least until you were 30. So Jesus here is an adult, and the time for his public ministry is about to begin. But how is Jesus going to do that? I mean, normally for for pastors in our churches, that you know they graduate from our seminary, they're assigned to a congregation, and then we have a, an ordination ceremony uh, service, uh, an installation. Uh, it's similar to the one when you when a pastor is installed in a church, and there's there's promises made, and, and there's there's. Scripture passages, uh, blessings that are stated over the individual, and then that individual continues as the pastor, serving in public ministry. But that's not what they did. That's not how Jesus enters the ministry. About that time... As we heard earlier before Christmas, John the baptizer, he's out in the wilderness. He's at the Jordan River. He's near Jerusalem, and he's baptizing there in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The Lord has sent him to prepare the way for the coming Christ, to do that through the hearts of the people. And so people from all over the region, people from Jerusalem and all over Judea and all that whole area, where, all the area around the Jordan, they're all coming out to see this John. They're traveling out to the middle of nowhere to hear John preach and to be baptized. Now John was preaching a fiery message of Christ's coming judgment. He was looking ahead to the last day already. He spoke of a, he, of a baptism with the Holy Spirit and with fire and how he's going, the, the Messiah is going to bring his winnowing fork and, and, and how he himself was merely the messenger and not worthy to even carry the Messiah's sandals. So the people were expecting Jesus, they were expecting the Christ to come in fiery judgment, to come in terrifying holiness and awesome glory. I mean, that's what John expected. So you can understand why he's calling out to the people, repent because the kingdom of heaven is near. We heard that in the season of Advent. He's calling people to turn from their sins and live while there's still time, to confess their sins and receive that forgiveness for their sins in baptism because Christ was coming soon. Expectations were sky high. That is until Jesus showed up. The gospel writer, Matthew, he simply puts it that then Jesus came from Galilee to be baptized by John of the Jordan. Right there among all the other people in the crowd no fanfare at all, Jesus presents himself to be baptized. Why? Baptism is for sinners. Baptism is for tax collectors and prostitutes and hypocrites and soldiers and religious leaders and prophets and other ordinary sinners of every type like you and me. Baptism is for a whole world full of sinners. But Jesus is truly God. Which means Jesus is not a sinner. Jesus is holy. He's without the corrupt filth of sin coursing through his veins. He's without even a single stain of sin on his perfect record. Why would he need baptism? Now John was preaching a unique baptism, a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And when I you and I hear that, it's a reminder to us. You and I, we need to repent. John needed to repent. We all need to repent. Now all those people from Jerusalem and Judea and the Jordan region, they all needed to repent because why we're all sinners. We all have sins to confess the good we have failed to do, the evil we have embraced. But Jesus, he has no need to repent. He has no sins to turn from so he can live. He has no need for forgiveness, no need for rescue or salvation because he's sinless. And the prophet recognized that. We're told John tried to stop him, saying, I need to be baptized by you and yet you come to me? What are you doing here? You could imagine John seeing Jesus approach. I mean, he knew him. He was his cousin after all. And, and then John rushing up out of the water uh, with his hands up going, Stop, 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 stop. Not yet. Not yet. No, no. You don't need this. You can imagine John telling Jesus, Cousin, what are you doing? Why are you here? You don't need to be baptized. You don't need to repent. You don't need to prepare your heart for, for the coming Christ because you are the Christ. If anything, I need you to baptize me. I need you to forgive my sins. I need you to cleanse my heart, to prepare your way through my heart for your coming, and yet you come to me? Why? John just, it just def- the situation just defied expectation. John couldn't wrap his mind around why Jesus was standing there on the bank of the Jordan he had certain expectations of Jesus. Judgment, yes. Holiness, yes. Glory and power, yes. Definitely. Shouldn't he be the one baptizing? Not being baptized. Why is Jesus here? So often you and I are like John too. You have certain expectations of Jesus. I have certain expectations of Jesus. You expect Jesus to be the Jesus you think he should be. My go-to guy when life is tough. My motivation and model for living a good life. My source of all blessing and prosperity. My source of truth. One-way ticket to heaven. Yet do I ever think of Jesus as my Savior who, goes, who does far more than rescue me when things get bad or when I'm just down in a certain day? Do I see Jesus, that he is in fact my helper, my hope, my God, my everything? Not necessarily what I expect. But that's the Jesus here on the pages of Scripture, standing beside the Jordan, asking to be baptized. Jesus answered, John, let it be so now, because it is proper for us to fulfill all righteousness, And John led him. How nice of John. Why is Jesus here? Why do we find Jesus beneath baptismal waters? Why do we find Jesus receiving a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins? Is Jesus bearing sins that are washed away by baptism? Yes. Are they his? No. No. Jesus bears sins that are not his own. Jesus bears our sins. Now, is Jesus receiving the blessed gifts that come with baptism? Some of those gifts I talked about with the kids. Yes. Are they for himself? No. Jesus receives them for us. In fact, he gives power to the waters of baptism. Not magical sorcery powers, but the power of his to convey actual forgiveness of sins, to convey actual new life through faith, and to convey actual eternal life in Him who came to put Himself in our place as our substitute. Why? Why is here Jesus here beneath baptismal waters? To fulfill all righteousness. Righteousness. Now up to this point in time, Jesus had actively filled the roles of infant, toddler, child, teenager, and young man perfectly. Jesus had already started to turn away God's wrath from sinful humanity, but the final stage of his work as our substitute would begin with this baptism by John. Jesus would take our sins on himself in his perfect life, which would eventually lead to the cross where he would suffer and die for his sins. No. No. But for your sins and mine, Jesus is not the Jesus we expect, but rather He's the Jesus we need. To paraphrase uh, uh, an, an ancient medieval hymn, for us He took on weak human flesh. For us, he faced adversity from conception. For us, he faced our need and hunger and poverty. For us, he faced the constant attacks of temptation. For us, he was baptized in our place. For us, he prayed and taught and conquered sin and sickness, demons and death. For us, he suffered rejection and sorrow and grief. For us, he faced our rejection by his heavenly Father. For us, he gave his dying breath. For us, he rose victoriously from the dead. For us, he rules over all things. And for us, he prepares a home in heaven. For us, Jesus fulfilled all righteousness. For us and in our place, he fulfilled his mission to save you and me. And God put his stamp of approval on his anointed son as Christ took on himself your burden of sin and mine. After Jesus was baptized, he immediately went up out of the water. Suddenly the heavens were opened for him. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and landing on him. And a voice out of the heavens said, This is my Son whom I love. I am well pleased with him. I mean, just imagine that for a moment. Jesus steps out of the the silty, murky water of the Jordan River and as soon as his feet touch the riverbank, immediately the heavens crack open. Imagine that. And a dove descends down from the heavens. The Holy Spirit, he lands on Jesus. He lights on Him, as as it says. The Holy Spirit in recognizable form. And the Father speaks approvingly of His beloved Son. The time had come for Jesus to begin His ministry and complete His mission for us. But did you ever think... when you were placed under baptismal waters, whether as a little one or when you simply bowed your head there and water was poured over your head, that the same triune God was there too. The same triune God. He's not hiding up in the balcony or in the conference room or out in the lobby area. Not some gauzy spirit floating in the ether, but right here in words written on a page and proclaimed in our presence in waters poured out with the name of the triune God over the heads of infants and children and teens and adults, in bread and wine given as a foretaste of the heavenly feast. Here the triune God is among us and never leaves our side. That means Jesus is here. In the words of Scripture, Jesus was there at my baptism and He's there at yours. Jesus is here as both host and feast every time we celebrate His Holy Supper. Jesus is here with us, but why is Jesus here? Of all the places Jesus could be, why here? Jesus is here to fulfill all righteousness in our lives too. His work in your life, His work in my life starts at our baptism. From there, Jesus fulfills all righteousness through every member of His body, through every living stone in His holy church. Jesus fulfills all righteousness by pouring out blessing after blessing of grace upon grace through baptism. Forgiveness, new life, faith, confidence and peace for this life. Membership in his family as his holy children. Citizenship in heaven and the sure hope of eternal life with him. Through those baptismal waters, what Jesus has done for me and for you becomes mine and yours. Through those baptismal waters connected with his holy word, Jesus connects you to himself. He connects you to all those souls who need Him out there in this world. He connects you to His people, to this family of God, to this body of Christ. He connects you to His work here at home as part of His church. And He connects you to His work out there, out there in the world. Whether that's in your own home, in your neighborhood, in your community, or to the ends of the earth wherever he has called you to serve your neighbor. Now all this brings us back to our original question. Why is Jesus here? Why did Jesus need to be baptized? Not for himself. No, he needed to be baptized for me. And for you. He needed to defy our self-centered expectations and fulfill all righteousness so he could be the Jesus we need. The Jesus who through baptism forms us into the family of God. His church. The Jesus who continues to carry out his mission through each of us. That Jesus is here. That Jesus is with us. And he will never, ever leave us. Amen.